Welcome to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studios at the Explorations Early Learning Intergalactic Headquarters. Oh, I thought that was just for the adventure one. No, that's my that's that's where we are. Because this is this is our only this is our intergalactic you know that main office. Um, I'm with Danita Dinger and Lisa Murphy today. We're going to talk about best, and we don't really know where we're, well I know where we're going to go with it. Um, best moment of the year so far for you. How was it? Was it the other night when that uh, that drunk guy in the hotel thought you were thirty four years old? Uh, I was thirty two. Jen was thirty four. <laughs> yes. Two years younger. No, that wasn't it. How, how drunk was he? I like to think he was completely stone cold. <laughs> and a very wise man. Oh, snap. Best moment. I find what was your best moment, well, Lisa? Best, well, what I was going to say is I, I'm on the road so much that I'm finding when you say what was your best moment of the year so far, I'm like, well, where's my calendar? Let me, <laughs> yeah, let me flip through and like, see where even I've been before yeah. I can say what has been the best. Mm, I'm, I'm feeling a little stumped. See, now I have children involved in this, so if they ever listen to this and my best moment doesn't involve them, that's not going to be very good. Hey, so the I'm world doesn't revolve that. around them. Your no, world doesn't no, have to revolve around, around them. Me, but I try not to let that show too much. Okay, so we move on to best something else. Best meal you've had in the last six weeks. Oh, the one I cooked for you last night. That's what I was going to say. I was, <laughs> I had, last night, last night, Lisa made uh, these these potato crack tacos, and uh, <laughs> they were they were awesome. There's all kinds of alchemy going on in my kitchen, and oh, it was it was just awesome. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more Swedish chef from the Muppets, but it was it was nothing like that. It was it was just just it was just awesome. And uh, and then this morning, Please I there tell were, me she did go. Nope, none of that. I was expecting that. And and uh, this morning I got up and there were there were two cold potato crack tacos in the refrigerator. I ate them cold and I think they're they're even better cold. So that's little my best. Mole verde sauce on the top, uh-huh. little cofino cheese and some cabbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that cilantro. That's good stuff. That yeah. On a boot. And we'll put we'll try to remember to put the link up so anybody wants to make <laughs> oh, it themselves. Yeah, your cilantro. Oh, I've oh. Seen, yeah. seen pictures. Okay, so best. other bests. How about best practices? Well, best practices as per the definition or best practices as to what we often know in our gut, because I think that sometimes... There's a difference there, isn't there? there sometimes yeah. it's a difference. And maybe we should talk about which one should uh, we be advising caregivers to go with? Well, I will actually speak to this for a second. I think you need to be familiar with what some of the players call best practice. I think we use, actually, let me start with saying something else. We use that phrase a lot without actually having a collective, a collective accepted like baseline definition. Yeah. Say we must engage in best practice, best practice. We must engage in best practice. Well, I get that. I think we all get that theoretically, but where's, where's the list of what that looks like? And some would say that it means that we look to NACI for that, that we look to, that we might look to DAP developmentally appropriate practice for what we would call best practice but i think there's room even in there for some discussion yeah it's hard to decide if those definitely who's the it's hard to decide who the decider of that is um especially when the book that often is pointed to has undergone so many morphings and is a little bit different than you know the first edition that came out yeah well and and you take it from a, a different perspective uh maybe best practices is is doing what what the parents think is best for their kids 
Mm, there's some people that get stuck in that. Yeah. Yep. And they'll they'll compromise what they mm-hmm. need to no, do for those children mm-hmm. yep. in order to keep somebody happy. I would also say that best practice might differ from day to day based on the child from day to day. What is best for David today could right. possibly right. look or feel or sound or smell a little different than yesterday or tomorrow. Best practice is constantly absolutely in my world, it constantly is changing from group of kids to group of kids and from day to day from one particular kid to the next or as they move on from one stage to the next what but works? is it fair to say that potentially you need to have some kind of understanding of what the industry does call best practice so then if you choose to deviate from that then you have that kind of responsibility of being able, able to, to explain why and talk about it yeah, yeah. Um, and so let's get a little bit let's drill down and get a little bit specific best practices washing your hands in early childhood settings you're washing your hands every freaking 15 seconds is what the the best practices people say it is but we end up with kids with hands that are skinless. Well, I'll, I'll actually use an example from a couple weeks ago when I was actually in a classroom and I was doing some observations for my grad school program. And one of the little girls went over to select the, the water table, the sensory tub. There was water in the sensory tub. The little girl had just come out of the bathroom. Okay. So she was in the bathroom. She toy, you know, she, she used the toilet. Somebody hollered to her. Did you wash your hands? Yes. You wash your hands. So then the little girl comes out of the bathroom, walks over to the water table and then somebody hollers out, you need to wash your hands before you get in the water table. The little girl, who was all of three and a half, looked at her teacher and gave that eye roll like, I just did. And I'm like, you know, trying to keep my poker face on. And um, then she chose to not go in the water table. And so I, I was like, oh, oh, we we have a missed now opportunity. Clearly the child had just washed their hands and they're going, so now she has to go wash him a second time. This is just stupid. This is, this is a stupid expectation. Yeah. And it happens all the time. You come in from the playground and you wash your hands. And then 15 minutes later, it's lunchtime or five minutes later, it's time for lunch. And everybody go wash the stand, line up and go wash your hands. And it's, it's just too much. And, and really what, what we're, and, and they're using antibacterial soap, I'm sure. No, I don't like that. And yeah, uh, no. and so what we're doing is we're we're there's a lot of research that says we're we're messing with their immune systems and their ability to build their immune systems by by keeping them clean. Uh, the whole picking your nose thing. We should be maybe we should be encouraging. Instead oh, did you see that article? The, Are you riffing on that from last week? The guy in Canada from Saskatchewan who actually said that we probably should eat our own boogers. Well, no. What I what I read a while ago was um, not not only our own but uh, sharing them with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's 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 small. I'll try to get some salty ones for you later, Lisa. That's small doses, <laughs> and 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 apparently what they're finding out is that that act, that kind of that germiness kind of builds. Uh, oh, I would love to be a fly system. on the wall of the listeners oh. as you just said that. <laughs> I would love to know how well, everybody just responded to that. Hey, it's it's best practice <laughs> to share or uh, to teach kids to share. So uh, there you go. So uh, you know, if you got a response to that, post it at www.ccbagpodcast.com. I, I am worried that our children aren't dirty enough, and I say that in workshops and find that I will take a few minutes to elaborate a little bit on mm-hmm. what I mean by that. I mean, common sense should clearly be a given, but but it's getting a little out of control. I mean, there are programs that they just look at me, oh, what was it? It was in... I don't remember where it was at. 
And they said, now, do you wash that then in between? And I looked at her funny and she goes, oh, we need to wash or no. Can you wash those? What was it? Nonetheless, this gal visited from house to house for what her job was. She was like a birth to three type person. And if she had used a toy with a child in one house, that toy had to be bleached before it could go into another Another child's house. house. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, I could see, I don't know. I just, I just, I personally think we're cleaning too much and that's why kids are sick. That's why they have, um, antibiotics, so many antibiotic resistant Mm -hmm. illnesses out there. So I don't know how I feel about that one though. Going from house to house, I can kind of understand. It depends to the age if if it's a baby slobbering all over it, then that's a totally different situation too. Then say like the paint brushes or the markers that right, I'm bringing in with Right, it would fours. depend, but everything. Because what I was talking about, whatever it was, which it has totally left the house, um, was not something you would typically even be concerned with washing. So I was mm. surprised. She and, got me off guard. And so I think part of what we're saying is that, is saying is that trying to live up to the best practice standards that we're hearing about makes it very difficult for caregivers to tune in and be their best with the children at any given time because they're they're worried about this and that and all the all the input they get from the the wolves or the them that I like to call them the red pen people that uh, that they have a hard time tuning in and, and being in the moment and being at their best and so because they're worried about something else worried and about, now we're now we're compromising the nurturing of that relationship which makes me crazy. Yeah, because it, it is all the the best best practice is building Paying attention. building the relationships. Well, we're human taking, human to human connections. We're taking away spontaneity too. Like in that story you told Lisa, this little girl's all excited to go. Mm-hmm. She now at this moment wants to play in the water table, but yep. put the brakes on, no you can't. You'd have to wash your hands. And it's like moment gone. And now yep. that child didn't get to go a and continue. Moment. She's probably a lot like me where if I don't say it like right now, it's gone. So <laughs> she's probably heading to the sidetrack to wash your hands and she forgot she was even going to head over to the water table. And what would she have gotten to do at the water table? It probably would have been grand. What allows you to be the best at what you guys do? I'll, I probably I'll, shouldn't I'll spin say this word. what allows I'll spin me. it. I, 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 what, what allows me is... is uh, and this isn't me sucking up. This is this is me trying to keep up with you a little bit because no, no, seriously. Because um, I was thinking about this morning. I told Tosh about this. Um, I got up this morning and uh, went for a walk and got some things done, and then we're here recording podcasts. You got up this morning, went for like a twenty mile run, <laughs> six only six, six. Mi- only a six mile run. <laughs> got some stuff done, all that kind of stuff. And I think I, I think well. Maybe if I want to, if I want to move up to the Lisa Murphy level, I gotta, I gotta push a little bit harder to get there. And so, and so having, having you there to look at and, and, and other people that I, that I admire, it, it, it gives me that, that push. Now I know, I know, uh, I'm, I know I'm doing okay. Cause I know Danita just got up this morning. Oh, there, <laughs> were children, there were children involved to get ready for school. Yeah. But they're like freaking teenagers. They can get themselves oh, that's ready That's worse than getting school. a baby ready. <laughs> no, you just don't make it to school, whatever. Yes, um, and so true. that's one of my, but the other thing is after, after burning out in the center years ago, it's, it's, it's a little bit of self-time every day to, to get my head in the place. And we've talked about that in other, other episodes. If caregivers don't take care of themselves, meet their own needs, they can't tune in and do that emotional labor to be at their best with the kids and the paperwork, but mostly the kids. My workout involves 60 some miles. So huh, driving. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably. If you want to talk miles, 
Were you at your you best? You win. You win today. I'm I'm at my best by, and I I I I follow the the state of South Dakota um, family child care regulations. However, I don't I don't um, they're not constantly in my mind. I'm sure that my my children are safe, and that's the first thing that I think of when I'm evaluating as situations come come upon. But otherwise, I um I go with the flow. That's how I do my best. I really do. It's just one moment after the next, and we go with it. And I don't, I don't worry about those. But things. I'll also and whether or not that's right or wrong. I don't know. No, but and I don't think it's right or wrong. I at do all, my but, best. You, but you have such a handle and an, and an internal knowledge of those regs that you are able to make those midstream adjustments that allow you to be flexible because you still have an understanding of. Well, and and those. I truly think the state of South Dakota just kind of trusts us too. I mean, we don't aren't over. Regulated, I don't. I don't feel by any means. Or but with that said, yeah, I don't have babies in my program, so that changes. That gets rid of a whole bunch of different dynamic there. A whole lot of different expectations. Yep, yep. So that that makes it. Does far that keep you at your me. best as well? That oh, absolutely. You need to know to what your have the niche babies is. in the program. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, the only time I had babies were my own, um, and that was. 15 and 14 years ago, they were, they grew up in, in our program. But other than that, yeah, babies just are not. And, um, you know, some people will look at me and be just shocked and say, I don't have to do babies. And then I know you got to just know what your, what your thing is. And maybe that's how I do my best. That's a good well, point, you, Lisa. You, you I just out know the, the best age group for you, and yeah. you go from there. I know uh, down in uh, down in Nashville, there's a, uh, 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 Sandy, she's uh, got a program. She just does school age care for middle schoolers mostly. And we stopped by and visited her program and it is awesome. I mean, middle schoolers are usually, eh, there's a great group of kids. We hung out for a couple hours and had a great time and, and uh, it's just marvelous. And I mean, she is a former PE teacher, middle uh. school, uh, and, and that's just the group she's gravitates to. And then I know other caregivers that just do infant care. Yep. And so you have to know, figuring your, out your, your niche, figuring out where you feel the best, where you feel most comfortable is another big part of it. But I also think to talk to some of the administrators who might be joining us today, I think a little bit of our admin job when we have staff is to figure out, to be able to observe, to see that somebody might be better in a different room and to be willing to make some of those adjustments as well. That that liking babies doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good, good, quote unquote, infant provider. Yes, you see where I'm going yeah, with well, this? Yeah, I think oh, we absolutely. should take it a step farther and have them realize that sometimes people may not be best in this field. Oh, yes. And, and they need to weed them out in in the uh, in the interview process. But if they hire them and find out they're not working out, they need to take steps and we, move on. We uh, embraced a concept uh, that we uh, got from the book Good to Great, the idea of finding a different seat on the same bus that sometimes people are in the wrong seat. They might be on the right bus, but are we willing to find the the right seat? So instead of just being reactive and like kicking them on the bus, which is sometimes you know, what I would be like, get her out of here. She's not working out. And we're like, okay, let's slow down. Maybe, maybe we just try a different age group or try a different role or try a different, try, you know, be willing to find before we are. So saying "Uh -uh, you're done. And if that has worked for us, and if you don't find, then you, then we counsel out, help help them move on. And Um, in the family childcare world, and I totally lost it. I need post-it notes. You guys, I've got to write it down. Um, you, what was it? Snap. Oh, I had something. 
Thank you. Okay, well, Jeff, Jeff passes Janita a piece of I paper. I comes, have paper. I hope it comes back. And now apparently um, I'm just going to cut my finger. And, and so we got we got a little bit of time blood. left. I think one more thing we got to go down on that road is that um, the other thing about Oh, best. Okay. Oh, Danita's got it back. Ladies I got and it. I got it. It's there. Here it comes. As a family child care provider, there's, I know a lot of family child care providers that are in the business so they can be home with their own children, which is that necessarily going to let you do your best because it's a whole different world. If you think you're going to spend extra time with your own children and all of a sudden you have six other kids there that need your time too, people quickly find out that your children actually get second seat because you feel an obligation to these families that are paying. So that's another way to, you know, to give your best is to know what your mission is, what your purpose is in what job you're doing. Well, Does that and, make sense? Yeah. And I think, oh, a yeah. Lot, I think a lot of people find themselves in this profession because of that. They, they want to stay home with their kids really young, or they think it's going to be an easy job. And it's not necessarily something they feel called to or drawn to. And I, I think it's very good for those people to have an ultimate purpose, a goal, and and figure out where what their place really is. And if it's not early learning, they need it's best for them to, to get out. Mm-hmm. And, and there's room for, for coming back. There's room for coming back. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've had some folks that that were like, you know, we might need a little bit of a break. Uh-huh. And and some people have gotten back in touch with us and said thank you because nobody had given me permission. You know, it was one of those jobs I kind of fell into right after high school, and I just kept doing it. But I never really, really wanted to do it. And your your workshop gave me permission to go explore other things. And thank you so much. Now, now, and wonderful. Now you've found where you needed to be, so now you can be at your best. We've also had people go and take some time off and then come back and then are now once again at their best because they allowed themselves that time and that break. Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes this is just a job that if you're if you're not doing that constant taking care of yourself, you get drained. It's emotional labor. And so when... You when can't be at your best. When you're empty, if you you're can't empty. be at your best. Exactly. Yeah, when you need to recognize when you're at your best and when you're not, and then how to, exactly how to fix it, how to, how to, what get you back to do yourself to get back, back on course. On your best, exactly. whether it's... You have to drop a couple families or you need to have more time to yourself or you need to go on a 20-mile run in the morning or ride on a garbage truck or whatever. <laughs> oh, those are callbacks. Yeah, very awesome. nice. And so I want to go a different direction with the best. What What are some of the best ideas we can come up with for for using social media to connect people in this pro- profession and help them be at their best. And that's, I think that's something we're trying to do with this podcast and, and a lot of the other stuff we're doing online with blogs and Facebook pages and that kind of stuff. Um, any thoughts on, on that? We did office hours, ooey gooey's on Facebook. We would open it up and that worked really well. And uh, even though we, we realized that Facebook wasn't necessarily that platform for that kind of uh-huh. banter, it worked and once a month, I would just give undivided attention for a four-hour block of time, and it it was beautiful. And we we saw people connecting, we saw people going back and then taking ideas that they got online. And that's the mission of my company: is disseminating that information that leads to the transformation of this industry, both as a whole and individually. So, if you are in some remote area, 
and you don't potentially have access to a conference or a workshop, but you can get online and, and throw a question out there and get that feedback and that banter and that conversation. One, I think it assesses us in being the best that we can possibly be because it is true access to information, but it's also fills us up from the relationship point of view. You know, if, if I don't have any other family child care providers in my community, but I know that I can get on and listen to this conversation, like what we're having, or get onto a Facebook page or follow on Twitter, I might still feel a virtual connection, which allows me to go, okay, I'm not the only one out there. Yep. You know, and family child care business can be very isolating oh, yes. feeling and it's just in it's the job itself. And then if you don't even know anybody else, so social media has been huge, huge. In fact, sometimes I even joke that if it wasn't for Facebook, I don't know if I'd still be doing this because I'm far too social to be feeling like I'm all by myself, you know, all day long with no other adults. No, you know, so it's so nice to um, just have those moments of adult, a little bit of adult time you know, periodically. Yeah. And I think, I think the, con- the connections you mentioned, Lisa, are, are a big thing because I've, I've watched them grow mm-hmm. um, on Facebook where somebody in one part of the country gets connected through my page or your page or something with somebody else. And, and these webs grow. Mm-hmm. And what that does, what that seems to do is, is lift everybody up a little bit because so-and-so tried this and I'm going to try it, but I had this different spin on it and they, that gets relayed back and, and it just kind of, the, it, the, the tide rises and, and, and all the boats raise, rise. And And I want to be able to harness that and I think somehow use that to lift our our profession as a whole to the best that it could possibly be. Because I think you could motivate all of those people to act. Yeah. And, and that's the thing we, we can do what we can do our best in our programs, but to, to make our, to lift our profession up, um, it's going to take more effort, another step. It's going to take doing a scary thing. It's going to take being uncomfortable a little bit to, to do that next thing that needs to be done, whether it's, it's, uh, uh, appealing a decision they the red pen people made on your licensing visit or or getting out and campaigning for a candidate who's got the best practices best uh, best of best intentions for kids in mind all those kind of things and, and a lot of those things are uncomfortable and scary for caregivers but really to lift up the profession that's what what needs to be done and just to have your feelings validated is greatly empowering too you know just to find out you're not the only one that's feeling this way or you're not the only one struggling with this it's a great way to get people to group up and and have that support. I agree. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill. We were talking about being at your best. Um, We want to hear your stories. Connect with us either through Child Care Bar and Grill on iTunes or by checking out the website at www.ccbagpodcast.com. Hope to hear from you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Later, Gator. Connect with Danita at playcounts.com. Connect with Lisa at ooeygooey.com. And connect with me, Jeff Johnson, at explorationsearlylearning.com. See you next time. Chirp, chirp, cricket, chirp, cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> <laughs>